the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Some of you are navigating some very difficult times right now today. You know why? Because God gave me this message and says, go tell my people how to get through their difficulties, how to navigate, how to go forward with their life. So I'm here to tell you from the Word of God. This week on The Healing Word, we're starting a new series of messages focused on walking with God and how we can experience His love and deliverance from any challenge life has to offer. So now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for an introduction of the first message in the series, Navigating Your Circumstances. Today I have a special message about God's direction in our lives. Do you need direction? Of course you do. I do. We all do. Only God knows what a day is going to bring forth. In some of our circumstances, we just need some help to know how to navigate through those circumstances and live in victory during that navigation. I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. God is blessing, healing, saving, forgiving, and giving direction. We do not walk alone. We have a Savior, a shepherd, who knows us by name. And if we'll follow His direction, the Word of God, He will help us in all our circumstances. I want you to listen to this message. Take it in. Be very uh, circumspect in hearing and listening and receiving because God's going to help you and you're going to make it regardless of what has happened or is happening. You're going to make it because you have a Savior. Let's go into the sanctuary, hear this message. Navigating your circumstances. Now, navigation simply means the art of going from one place to another place with safety and efficiency. The early sailors were the first ones to begin developing the art of navigation. In the beginning, they would sail their ships close to the shore, and they would take sightings from landmarks on the shore. And then later on, they ventured out into the deep when they didn't see the shore, and they would sail their vessels according to the sun by day, and the North Star by night. And then later on, they developed nautical charts, and then came the compass, and and on and on it goes until today, even our automobiles are navigated. We have, what is that, GPS? God, please show me. (laughs) That one came from... Harriet Edmondson. 
But you know, we need the Holy Spirit to give guidance to us. We live in a world that is very capricious. It's always turning. Nobody knows what a day is going to bring forth. Do you know this is the first day that, um, that, that you've lived th- this day? You've never lived this day before? You'll never live it again? No one knows what tomorrow is going to bring forth. We have plans, we think, we hope, we pray, but only the Lord really knows. So, friend, we don't want to get so very comfortable that we know and can predict because we, we can't. We have God and thank God for the Holy Spirit that helps us. Now, we need to navigate some emotional problems and, and some spiritual challenges. We need to navigate. Think, for instance, uh, a person is called and told they have cancer. Now, that means weeks, months of uh, observing and uh, chemotherapy and and pain and and medication and, and then usually surgery. So the person has to navigate all through that to keep his or her spirit up because it will get one down and discourage one unless we look to the Lord. I just don't know how people in the world make it without God. They they get these terrible heart conditions and uh, how they they navigate, how they, they keep going. But you and I have the Lord and how thankful we are. Can you say praise the Lord? You have the Lord to navigate you and to help you through. How about people that go through a divorce? How do you navigate a divorce? You go to the court. You have the settlement of the property. You have the court sometimes, often, has to decide who gets the custody of the children. A a, a divorce is a long, drawn-out, expensive affair. And if you don't have the Lord to navigate you and to help you, how do you do that And, and stay happy and blessed in the Lord? A lot of Christians are dropping out because of the difficulties that they're facing and they get their eyes off of God and they try to work it out and navigate themselves by their own brain, by their own carnal thinking. It is so hard. It's difficult. How about if you lose a loved one? A loved one dies. The pain and the loss. And that loss and pain doesn't go away very quickly and sometimes it never goes away. How do you navigate how do you keep going, keep alive, keep, keep yourself uh, well and happy and successful and safe? Oh, there, there, I can mention a lot of things. Some of you are navigating some very difficult times right now today. You know why? Because God gave me this message and says, go tell my people how to get through their difficulties, how to navigate, how to go forward with their life. So I'm here to tell you from the word of God. And I am going to speak this truth by God's grace. You're going to receive it. And some of you are going to be greatly encouraged. And you're going to make it with victory. You're going to make it. I've been reading through the book of Job. How that man ever navigated through what he went through. And friends, friends, we don't need friends like he had. (laughs) No, we don't need those kind of friends. But there's always somebody out there to tell you how to do it. Somebody that's never gone through it. Never suffered through it, but they know how you ought to do it. That was Job's friends. Those kind of people are around today. It has been something navigating this church for 43 years. Only the Lord. 
Only the Lord. Friend, I have to say what the psalmist said. Had it not been for the Lord. Can everybody say that? Had it not been for the Lord. God has helped us and blessed us. And he is here to continue doing so. Provided we look to him, he'll do that. Now, Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus because that was a discouraged church. Discouragement is a terrible thing. Discouragement will shut you down because it'll sap your energy. It'll cause you to become dismal and only look at the negative. And friend, listen, even churches become discouraged at times. And individuals in the churches become discouraged. And here is a great church, a church whose founding pastor was the Apostle Paul, and that church became discouraged. I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13. Paul is speaking. He said, I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory. So Paul heard somehow he found out that this church was out of victory, that this church was discouraged. Discouragement means you feel like giving up. You you just don't have the strength to go on. You you lose heart. You, You become slack. That's why I was talking to Tyler a moment ago. How did you keep going when you could only go to a Bible teaching church occasionally? And when you were in a a place that was so foreign and so distant from what you were used to, how did you keep going? I've seen God's people keep going. Even when discouragement would threaten them, they would find a way to keep going. They navigated by the help of the Lord. As the early sailors, they had had the sun by day, well, not... For you and me, it's not S-U-N, it's S-O-N. We have the sun by day, and they had the north star by night. Well, we don't have the north star, but we have the bright and morning star. Friend, you have all you need to make it through in victory. There's not a trouble, a difficulty that comes your way or my way or that God is going to put upon us that you and I can't bear. Sometimes I've I've wondered, Lord, can can I make it? Can I stand up under this? I've heard so much negativism. This is wrong. That needs to be changed. Something else needs to be done. Anybody can point the finger, but then they go home and relax. They don't do it, but they can sure tell me and you how to do it. You know, ever meet anybody like that? Oh, nobody raised their hand. Aren't you glad for Jesus? You can make it. Hey, tell me, I'm going to make it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. We will return to today's message following an invitation for you to attend the Largo Community Church in person. This coming Sunday morning, we have returned to a live service in the church sanctuary starting at 9 o'clock and God's blessing as never before through music, fellowship, prayer, and the preaching of God's Word by Pastor Jack Morris. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved, welcomes you this Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Now, let's return for the conclusion of the message for today. There are some fathers who are distant fathers. 
They, they can procreate a child into the world, but they don't care for that child, support that child, love that child, educate that child, feed that child. That They can procreate a child, but then they go. They're absent. Talk to some people. My heart goes out. They said, I don't even know who my father is. But you don't have a father like that. Friend, listen to me. Listen to me. You have a father who cares, who loves you, who provides for you, who is with you, who's going to help you through those discouraging times and all other times. You have a father, an Abba father, a heavenly father. Now, that's what Paul was telling his church at Ephesus. That's what the Holy Spirit is telling the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville today. You have a father that you can kneel before him. You can go to him. He will hear your prayer. He will navigate you. It's not all going to be lost. But if you give up, you don't pray. You don't look to him. You you try to do it on your own. Friend, you're going to live a sorry life. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be very, very difficult for you. But he said, I kneel before God, my father. You see, he's saying, my God is a dad. Not only a father, but I've got a dad who's with me, who helps me, who blesses me. Hey. Amen. Amen. You've got a dad. You've got a dad. He loves you and he's with you. Now notice with me, there are four, at least four petitions that Paul presents. And he's letting the Ephesian church know, and, and thank God, thank God, this passage is here for us today that we can read it and that God will do the same for us what he did for the Ephesian church. What Paul told them, I'm telling you and the Holy Spirit is bringing it to you to convince you, hey, that it's going to happen. The victory is coming. God is your father and he's going to bless you. Now, here's here's the petition that he gave. Friends, you and I have more outlines step by step by step on how to live a victorious overcoming life. But we give up too soon. <laughs> and some of these, these methods are not followed, but here they are. Here, here it is. The first thing I'm going to go to verse 16. He said, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. Now, these were discouraged people. They were growing weak. They were growing faint. They needed help right now. And he said, I'm praying to the one who can turn things around for you. The one who can show you the way. You have a dad. You have a father. And he's going to care for you. He said, I'm praying that God will give you strength. Now, when we look at circumstances, this is what, what, why, what was going on with this church. Their founding pastor was in prison. More than two years. We don't know just exactly how long. I'm sure they had been praying repeatedly during that time. Lord, set him free. Lord, release him. Bring him back to us again. We need his ministry. We need his teaching. Day after day, month after month, years went by. Now they are becoming discouraged. Hey, have you ever prayed a prayer and that prayer hasn't been answered yet? Only a couple of you? That means a whole lot of you aren't praying at all. <laughs> and so now they're becoming discouraged. They're praying that God would do a great thing for a great man. And God seemingly isn't doing it. 
now they're becoming discouraged. I don't know anything that can get us down more quickly than to pray about something and it doesn't happen as soon as we want. Sometimes prayers are just answered so immediately. But sometimes prayers aren't answered for a long time. Now Paul didn't know. I'm sure he may have had a premonition that he was going to be executed. But if they're discouraged and ready to give up because he's in prison, my God, what's going to happen to him when they chop the pastor's head off, decapitate him? So Paul prays. You know, sometimes we're praying and things don't get better. They get worse. You know what I'm talking about? Am I talking to people today (laughs) who live in this world? Paul had a premonition, I'm sure, that things may get worse. And they couldn't have gotten any worse. And here was a church so discouraged. And Paul founded that church. And from that church, many other little churches, what the country now is at Turkey, many other churches raised up. And many people came to the Lord and were brought to Christ. So the first thing Paul prayed was that God would give them strength. Strength. The second thing he prayed for was that God would fill them with love. Look at this, verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love. Wow. Rooted, established in love. Now, I'm going to read the dimensions of love. You want to read them out loud with me, verse 18? Come on. May have the power, together with all the saints... To grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Wow. What love. What love. Not not just singing love lifted me or the love of God. Yes, singing it, but truly experiencing it. Friend, love will hide a multitude of sins. Love will hide a multitude of negative things that are disturbing you. Those things will grow dim and love will grow bright in the presence of Jesus. How wide is that love? Meaning God's love is so wide that it will, it will reach out to, to embrace the whole world. Some of us, we, we can't reach out and embrace everybody in the church. <laughs> There's a couple of people here we don't like, right? A couple of people we don't agree with. Friend, stop looking at that direction. You're going to become discouraged. You're going to miss your devotional time because you're not going to get much out of it. And pretty soon you're going to say, hey, I'm not getting much out of church anymore. Maybe I ought to look for another church. Friend, that's how it works. And I love you enough to tell you the truth that God cares for you. And he loves you and he wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you with that love, that the love of Jesus that encompassed the whole world and encompasses you today and encompasses me. That that love that is so wide, that love that that is so high, that reaches up to the highest heaven, to the very throne of God, to that dead above and that love flows, flows down so wide, so high, so deep is that love that it reaches down to the lowest sinner and to the most discouraged, defeated, hopeless, helpless individual to lift that person up 
Friend, you never get so low, but that that love can't reach all the way down and touch your life and bring you back up. Love that is so high. Love that is so wide. Love that is so deep. This is the love of God, the love that God has for us and for you today. You're loved. You're loved with a great and everlasting love. So he prays, God, strengthen that church and help those people to experience your love because of their discouragement, they, they don't feel loved and they don't feel like loving. They're a, a discouraged congregation. It not only happens to congregations, it happens to individuals within congregations. And then he prays in verse 19 that this love would surpass knowledge. What he is saying, it, it's just not a love that, that is, is academic. Not a love just that, that is academic. But it's a love that touches lives and changes lives. You know, you don't have to be a saint to know Greek and Hebrew. You don't have to be a saint to know the definition of love. You don't even have to be a saint to know how to teach certain books of the Bible. You can teach it from an academic standpoint, but from a heartfelt, heart touched with the love of God, you teach it that way, it'll communicate It'll communicate Christ. And this is what he is saying, that they will be strengthened, that they will be filled with love, and that they will have love that surpasses knowledge. It will be a love that is experienced in their hearts. A wonderful love. A wonderful love. An overcoming love. A victorious love. And then in verse 19, again, he says that this love will be not in measure, that God just won't give you a little cupful every so often, but that God will, will just baptize you in his love, that you will just be overcome like we immerse, we go down in the water and the water just floods over us, that, you, that you'll just go out of sight and when a person looks at you, you'll be so immersed in love, all they'll see is the love of Jesus. They won't even see you anymore. That's what Paul is saying. And he's saying to this church, that is so discouraged because he's in jail and he hadn't gotten out. But he knows that he has at least a premonition that he may never get out, and which he never did. Not a measure. You know, this love that God gives, it doesn't count wrongs, evil. It sees no wrong, sees no evil. It has the power to overlook and keep on going. It's a miracle love. It's a divine love. It's not an academic love. You can't learn it. You have to experience it. And when you experience it, you'll go all the way to victory. You know, when Christ was on the cross, the cross, how, how high is that love? The, the, the vertical beam reaching high all the way into heaven to the very throne of God where love comes from, forgiveness comes from, mercy comes from, all goodness comes from. That love reaching all the way down into the earth to the lowest, the most discouraged, most defeated person. Sometimes we're so low, if I'm a child of God, why is all this happening to me? Love that is so broad that it goes out with the outstretched arms of Jesus and encompasses the, the whole world. Now today, God is wanting with outstretched love 
to take his arms so extended on that cross and bring them down and put them around you and say, I want to be a dad to you. I want to see you through this sickness, this cancer, this heart problem, this divorce, whatever it is that you're going through, this difficulty you're, you're having in the family or on the job. I want to put my arms around you. I want you to let me see you through. Don't try it on your own. Try it with me. <laughs> and go all the way to victory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As Pastor Moore shared just moments ago, you have the power to navigate through any challenge in your life and turn the worst of situations into victories by accepting God's almighty love and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and work in your life. I invite you to go to God in prayer today and seek His overcoming power that will bring true joy into your daily walk. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.